Hello, today is February 13th, 2021, and thank you for joining me for EDD 123. As always, I'm Cecilia Parther, and I hope that today finds you energized and ready to focus on your dissertation work. Over the past two weeks, we have talked about carving out time for both ourselves and our writing. We have discussed the pieces of the dissertation. And today we're going to spend a little time on choosing and refining our topics. So how do we think through our topic? You have this information that you often built from an interest that was cultivated when you considered doctoral study. And over time and through different courses, different types of engagement, you have refined an idea that you feel passionate about and you truly want to explore. But we need to think about the time that has passed since you originated this idea and you prepared to write for dissertation. I'm hoping that those ideas have evolved, that you have been able to refine this topic, but if you haven't, that's okay too. We need to look deeply into the work that you already have, and we need to think about the story that you want to tell. What is it that you hope to know? Why do you want to know it? And who do you want to be impacted by? Now, in dissertation research, we have two objectives. We want to be able to generate data, be the conduit of that data, and provide information to stakeholders. And in our case, those stakeholders will be educational leaders and they will be researchers. So we have two responsibilities. And how do we align our topic, our passion, our advocacy with things that align in practice and things that align in the research community. The first thing that we need to think about is the difference between research and evaluation. On all of our jobs, there are some evaluative elements. There you're drawing conclusions about the quality of a program. We often send out surveys, we will be asked feedback, and we will provide a summary of those items. And it's very easy to think about programs that we have designed and work through that as an evaluative measure. But that is not what the dissertation is intended to do. Research is really about demonstrating a need and showing the data that comes with answering the call to address a problem. So we aren't making judgments. We are using prior research to help us build a story. That is not to say that if you are passionate about something that we cannot find support for that passion through literature, through research, but it is our job to make sure that we are supporting those assertions, supporting that passion with related literature so that we can tell an effective, concise story that helps us to situate a problem and also allows us to understand how best to contribute to the solving of the problem. It's very important that we don't put this huge pressure on ourselves to solve the ills of the world 
Now you're in education because you care because somewhere you believe that the interactions that you have with students, with teachers, with building leaders, with administrators are such that we can incrementally create change that will help students to be successful and create better lives for themselves. And that is very noble and it is very important. But we need to make sure that we are also contributing to the body of research on a subject. A lot of times I'll hear there's a little research in this area or almost no research. And sometimes that is true, but to be honest with you, more often than not, we should refine our search terms and think about how we can perhaps broaden our ideas so that we can use the things, use the literature that has been studied prior so that we can make some claims ourselves. It's all about refinement. The dissertation process is about designing a research project, implementing that research and discovering findings. But I don't want you to feel that pressure that you have to be, you have to find something at fault with everything that is there. We're continuously refining in the research world and in education, and this is no different. It's also very important that you choose what you want to study before you choose how you want to study it. What's important to me here is I hear a lot of students who tell me that they are not interested in qualitative work or they are not interested in quantitative work because they don't feel comfortable in that space. And that is a very, very fair assessment. But what is more important to me is understanding what you would like to study, what you hope your contribution is. Because at the end of this, what my goal is and what so many of my colleagues' goals are for you is that you can walk in your expertise and use that to solve the issues that you see, to solve those things that you felt so compelled to address in the first place. And so if we aren't answering the questions to some extent that you want to know, then you've done yourself a disservice. And this is far too large of a process and project for you to study something that doesn't really get at the questions that you want to ask. Now, of course, there will be refinement. There's constant refinement, but we really want to start with that story. What is it that you want to know? Additional considerations relate to what you have access to. So some of us would love to do huge longitudinal national studies, but that doesn't always work with the time constraints that we have, both personally, professionally, the time that you have to really delve in. Um, and what you have access to. Do you have a relationship with national bodies so that you can send out large scale surveys? If you don't have that, then let's figure out a way that we can think through your topic in a way that is accessible to you. Don't fight against the realities of, of what is possible. So one of my goals today is about self-reflection. In addition to knowing what you have available in terms of research, I want you to think about where you have access, who is in your network, 
who can you call upon to share this topic once we've refined it? And ask them if there is interest, if they would be able or willing to support. And if they cannot, if there are individuals in their networks that you can reach out to so that you can receive that support. Dissertation proposals that have successful defenses are those that have defined sites, samples, uh, potential participants. And for that, we need some warm understanding of what is possible. You'd never wanna be in a situation where you have proposed something that you do not have access to. You also want to make sure that in your field, in your profession, there are individuals who can engage in these conversations with you so that you aren't the only one having the conversation because we want this to be fluid. Again, we're contributing to a large body of research. So when we are choosing and refining topics and we think about what is possible, we wanna start with that interest. And if you can, for a second, think about an inverted triangle. You have this big idea of what you want to do, but slowly as that triangle gets smaller, we are starting to focus within that topic. So for example, if you are teaching a class, you will start with large learning outcomes. You will start with large topical areas. But as you get into a lecture, as you get into conversations with students, you will hear nuance. And what do we do as a lecturer? We then synthesize those things. And you're doing the same thing as you are creating and defining this topic. So you wanna think about what in academic underpreparedness, what specifically is impacting students, either adversely uh, or in really good ways. How do we take this interest that we have and refine it to get to a sweet spot? We really need a, a sweet spot that is not too broad, right? Because we can't solve world hunger but we can pay attention to the food insecurities in a subset of a population, right? So what can we do that is accessible to us that we would be able to disseminate and that is in relation to, not always in alignment, but in relation to research that exists on the topic? because we are always contributors. We are always honoring what has been done, understanding and synthesizing what has been done, and then moving that forward where we can, or adding to the research. There is nothing wrong with simply adding to a body of research, and we should really be okay with that. So as you are looking through the research topic, I would suggest that you choose something that interests you. So stick with that passion. Absolutely. Find something that relates to the information that you have because you have been able to craft this story. 
And there's always going to be, there will always be opportunities for you to continue to refine. And I want you to do that. But we don't want to all of a sudden throw out everything that you've written, every idea that you've had, because you feel that you want to go in a different direction. You're doing twice the work and we don't have time for that. We want to make sure that we're capitalizing on the energy that you have. So we want to go broad at first. We have that passion topic. Then we want to narrow down what niche in there, what, what piece that was synthesized in class, as I give that example, will really help us to understand this. And then how do we focus? One exercise that I would suggest is when you're doing Google Scholar searches or library search engine searches on your topic. When you have a very broad topic, there can be millions of articles, many of which have absolutely nothing to do with what it is that you study. So how do you narrow down what is going on? You want to be focused, you want to be specific, and you want to have something that is not going to pigeonhole you into seeking one answer. We don't want to just regurgitate our thoughts. This is a good faith effort to find a question where there are multiple answers. And to do that, you start to limit your topic. So if we care about student retention, for example, Perhaps we care about student retention for low-income students. Perhaps we care about that in a certain institutional type. If we care about that in the community college, if we care about that at four-year private universities. And then how does that inform our research question? I encourage you to continue to go from broad to focused and continue to refine that narrative. So let's spend some time this week thinking about our passion, combining what we have, and narrowing down to what is available to us. I hope that this helps as you continue to refine your topic. That's all for now. I wish you the best this week, and I look forward to continuing the conversation next week. Take good care.